And welcome back to Real Talk Sports. Today, I'll be your host. This is Rico. And I quickly want to go ahead and thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank our sponsors out there for being the sponsors to the show. And I just want to thank our fans out there for giving us some input and really some insight as to uh, how to get better here at the show. So um, usually we're going to go ahead and drive right into it. And that is uh, where we go ahead and start off with the week five wrap up where we talk about the NFL and the games that occurred here. Um, let's jump right into it. So the first game of the week was the Los Angeles Rams versus the Seattle Seahawks here. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams win 26 to 17. The big news here is Russell Wilson goes down. Uh, looks like he ruptured a tendon in his hand. Um, definitely going to be a tough, tough situation here. This is a guy that has not missed time and I think it's 10 years of playing here in the NFL. So he's a really, really durable guy here. And that puts Geno Smith into the spotlight. And Geno Smith here was a, uh, a high pick for the Jets here. It didn't quite work out, bounced around. Now he'll get his opportunity. And uh, on top of that, you know, they were without Chris Carson, who has a, a neck injury there. And it looks like Alex Collins had to step in there. Um, so really, this is going to be a tough situation, I think, for Seattle here. Um, you know, because they're probably looking at about a four-week timetable, I think, with Russell Wilson. Um, obviously, he's going to try to beat that, but, uh, you know, it could be a tough situation here with them two and three, third in the NFC West here. Meanwhile, the Rams go to four and one, second in the NFC West. They keep pace here with the Arizona Cardinals. I think Stafford looked good, 25 to 37, 365, a touchdown in the INT. They got some good uh, production here from Daryl Henderson Jr., 17, 82, and one score on the day. But the big story there for them was Robert Woods with the 12 receptions. 150 yards to go with uh, Cooper Cobb's seven receptions for 92 yards and then they got Deshaun Jackson involved in the action once more for his one for 68 here and so with Robert Woods you know he had had the meeting I guess um, you know with the coach here and he was wanting to definitely go out there and get some more opportunities. And I think Sean McVay definitely agreed here. And they were able to get him the ball here. And you see how explosive the Rams are. They're looking really good here in this division. And uh, yeah, that's the conclusion of that game, 26 to 17. Next up, we have the uh, early game, which was taking place here from London. Um, the Atlanta Falcons uh, versus the New York Jets, both teams struggling. Atlanta comes out with the victory here, 27 to 20 here. Um, Jets were in this game, but just could not, uh, you know, get past the Atlanta Falcons here. Uh, Matt Ryan played strong, 33 of 45, 342 and two touchdowns. Uh, another strong game for uh, Cordelius uh, Patterson there, and sorry if I, I butchered his name, but uh, got it done here in the rushing game, 14 for 54, and he also had seven for 60 as well. So uh, showing his versatility here, and you know both teams really probably aren't going anywhere here. But uh, like I said, it's an important win for the Atlanta Falcons here as they uh, need to get as many wins as possible. And, and the Jets are just uh, unfortunately going through growing pains as they learn here. Next up, the most exciting game of the day was the Green Bay Packers versus the Cincinnati Bengals here, uh, 25 to 22. This game ends in overtime after. Four, I think, consecutive misses at field goals during the period um, to either close out the game on both sides. The Green Bay Packers eventually get 
um, the field goal to go here. This is after I think Mason Crosby had made his first three or four field goals and missed his next three or four field goals, uh, but got an opportunity there to close out in the end. It was a great game. Went down to the very last uh, last last whistle here, 25 to 22 with the Green Bay Packers here. Um, Aaron Rodgers said that Green Bay would be fine after that week one loss. They're 4-1. They look very good. They beat a tough, tough Cincinnati Bengals team. I want to highlight what Joe Burrow was able to do. Um, he went for 281, two TDs, did have two picks and a really bad pick there in overtime. Uh, but how about the rookie? Jamar Chase, a lot of people thought he was going to be a bust. Um, you know, I definitely stayed away from him from uh, a fantasy football situation because he was struggling in the preseason. Now I'm kicking myself. He went six for 159, 70 yards and a touchdown. I mean, this guy is phenomenal when it comes down to tracking the ball, especially when it comes to running deep routes. Uh, he looked very, very good. And on the other side of the ball, how about Devontae Adams? I mean, a lot of people forgot about him. He's had some quiet games, but listen to this stat line. 11 receptions, 206, and a touchdown. I mean, he was special out there. And uh, I like how Green Bay is definitely turning loose A.J. Dillon. He had four receptions, 49, and a touchdown for him. He had eight rushes for 30 as well. And Aaron Jones complimented him here with 14 for 103 there as well. Um, Aaron Rodgers went for 344. So, um, again, Green Bay continues on the winning streak. Tough loss there for Cincinnati. Um, was reported that uh, Joe Burrow had to go to the hospital due to a throat contusion, but it looks like he's going to be all right there. But very good football game. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions here. Detroit was dead in the, the water here, uh, but Minnesota finds a way to pull it out here, 19-17. to The big story here is that... Um, you know, they had no cooks here in the backfield. And once again, Alexander Matson played special for the Vikings. 25 and 113 there. No scores, but paced the Vikings on the uh, the ground. And then you had Kirk Cousins play some complimentary football here. 25 of 34, a touchdown. Uh, got Justin Jefferson going 7 for 124. Slow for Adam Thielen, 2 for 40. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Jared Goff, 21 of 35, uh, 203. Uh, DeAndre Swift had a touchdown, 11 for 51. He also had six receptions for 53 yards as well. Maybe one of his best days as a pro. Um, and so when I look at this game, again, you know, these are two rosters that are really struggling. I know Minnesota's 2 and 3. Uh, but a tough loss for Detroit. They're 0-5. I th think that they thought that they'd be a lot better, especially with Jared Goff being there. Um, you know, I just think that at the end of the day, they just do not have enough playmakers. I said that, um, you know, kind of previewing the, the conferences and things like that. And I think it's unfortunate here. Um, you know, almost sending guys to tears here at the end of this one that, that they've lost so uh, so closely to the uh, the Vikings here. So um, a tough game for the Lions. The Vikings uh, survive and move on here. Next up, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Denver Broncos here. Pittsburgh getting into the winning column again. Um, Pittsburgh 27 points uh, on the board here. Um, pretty good considering that they've actually struggled here. And the Broncos now have struggled here two weeks in a row here. 
Um, they did have Teddy Bridgewater back there. He had two touchdowns, an INT, and did throw for 288. Uh, Javante Williams, 8 for 61. Melvin Gordon coming in with a banged up leg, 9 for 34 there. Uh, they did get Cortland Sutton, Sutton going, excuse me, seven receptions, 120 yards. Tim Patrick, seven for 89 yards there. Uh, Noah Faint, uh, pretty quiet, three for 20 for him. Um, but how about on the other side? Uh, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, no INTs. This is huge for Pittsburgh. Um, under 30 throws, so 15 of 25, 253 there. And Najee Harris continues to be excellent for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think this is his best game on the ground. Uh, 23 uh, for 122. This is the best game for Chase Claypool. Five for 130 and a touchdown for him. Um, and Najee had two for 20 here. So, you know, this is the youngest Pittsburgh's ever been. This is the most rookies that they've ever had to start, I think, in franchise history. Um, and they lose Juju Smith-Schuster here. So, you know, Pittsburgh is going to struggle. Um, you know, I'm not sure what they have left here. You know, Ben is, is injured. Uh, he's laboring out there. You know, this is not the same team that I think they took to like week 12 before they lost uh, a game. And I just, you know, they're so young. Um, you know, I think at times they're going to be exciting and at times they're going to struggle here. Um, and it's it's going to be it's going to be a kind of a rebuilding situation, I think, when you look at Pittsburgh right now. But they're two and three, fourth in the AFC North and a tough AFC North, I want to point out. Uh, Denver, uh, three and two, second in the AFC West here. Um, look, I think Denver has a real shot to kind of turn things around here. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the kind of guy that likes to dink and dunk the ball down the field. Um, pretty efficient player here. They, they had some tough losses here lately. Um, I think that, you know, the tide's probably going to change once they hopefully get some health back here. Um, you know, with Jerry Judy and then also too, hopefully they get Melvin Gordon coming back as well. But, you know, it's a tough loss there, but you know, that's a good sign here for Pittsburgh to get the win. Next up here, uh, Tampa Bay 45 to Miami 17 here, a complete blowout here. Um, probably one of the best games of the season here for Tom Brady. Five touchdowns, 4-11 in the air on 30 of 41 attempts. Um, you had Antonio Brown, seven receptions, 124 yards, two TDs for him. Uh, Mike Evans, six receptions, 113, and two TDs uh, for him. Um, you know, this was just pretty much all about Miami. Uh, or not Miami, excuse me. This was all about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They struggled here on Sunday Night Football um, in you know, the homecoming of, of Tom Brady and all that hoopla and everything else. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady rebounds well, comes back well, and uh, gets the job done. Next up, you have the New Orleans Saints versus the Washington football team here. 33-22 to 22 here. Uh, New Orleans wins. Uh, they're now 3-2 and two here uh, in the NFC South and Washington at 2-3. and three. Still second in the NFC East here. Um, so the key here is Jameis Winston, four touchdowns, only one INT. Uh, he looked pretty good, but this is probably the best game for Alvin Kamara here so far. 16 for 71, a touchdown on the ground. Uh, he also had five for 51 and a touchdown in the air as well. Um, yeah, no, you had Marquise Galloway with the four for 85 and two TDs as well. Um, you know, this is the best that uh, the Saints have looked in the air. I, I know that they, 
you know, they lose Tyson Hill to the concussion and everything like that, who will probably be back. But this is a game that I think Jameis Winston needed. Um, you know, I think it's always been the whole touchdown to interception ratio here. Uh, the good Jameis Winston came out today. Uh, he was able to go ahead and take care of business in the air. And, you know, Washington, on the other hand, they continue to give up big plays. Um, you know, I'm not sure, you know, just looking at the schemes and things like that. Uh, you know, the front four, they're great. But I just think at some point and looking at the tape and kind of reviewing this stuff, I think that at some point, I think if they're going to go ahead and get beat on these deep plays, they need to probably blitz a lot more. Um, I, that's one thing I don't see from the Washington football team is the aggressive uh, blitz play that I would expect here, uh, especially with that strong front four. Um, so I think Washington can probably shift the tide here if they become a little bit more aggressive here. Yes, they're going to give up some plays, but I think when you take away a lot of the time that these quarterbacks have and stuff like that, they're just not going to be able to um, you know, dice up the secondary like they've been able to do here on the Washington football team. And on a good note here, um, Antonio Gibson, it's noted that he may have a stress fracture here, or he says he does. 20 for 60 uh, rushing yards here. So 20 rushes, 60 yards, and two touchdowns here. Um, and did have two receptions for, for 12 yards as well. So that's very much a plus here uh, for the Washington football team as they continue to uh, try to find their way here after winning the NFC East last year. Next up, you have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Carolina Panthers here. Um, wow, you know, I'm surprised here, but the Eagles come back and win this football game 21-18 to here. Uh, this looked like this was all Carolina here. Um, they meant all business, and then all of a sudden here, three interceptions here from Sam Darnold on the day. That really hurt them. Um, you know, they did get some good production here from, uh, I think it's Hubert, 24 rushes, 101 yards there. Um, didn't really get the production that they wanted from DJ Moore, only 42 yards on five receptions here. Um, Jalen Hurts, you know what you get, 22 for 37. Did throw an INT, but, um, you know, he ran nine for 30 there as well. So, you know, this is a tough, tough win. The Eagles get it here. And, Quadis is kept. I mean, the Eagles are two and three. They're actually right there in the mix in the NFC East. Right now, it's the Dallas Cowboys and then everybody else. Next up, you have the Tennessee Titans, and they pretty much take care of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 37 to 19 in this one. Uh, Jacksonville 0 and 5 here as the beats continue here um, in this one. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill, 14 to 22, 197, did have a touchdown, no, no I and T's here, but the heavy lifting was done by Derrick Henry. I mean, he just, they had no answer for him. 29 for 130, three touchdowns there. AJ Brown, I know if you had him in your fantasy football lineup, a little frustrating here. Uh, three receptions for 38 yards coming off the hamstring here. Um, and no Julio Jones here. And on the other side of the ball here, just a, a tough, tough situation here. Uh, the one bright side that you have is that James Robinson, the undrafted running back, continues to make it happen. 18 rushes, 149 yards here, and a touchdown. This guy is a one-man show and a wrecking crew. If they can just get something to go with him at some point in time, um, you know, I think that this is going to be 
a really, really good team. But uh, again, this is a team that we talked about it before. I just think that Jacksonville doesn't have uh, too much to, to, to go with these guys at this point in time. Next up, you have the New England Patriots versus the Houston Texans here. Um, New England wins 25 to 22, gave up a lot more points than I thought they would here in this situation, uh, but do get the win here. Uh, Mac Jones, 23 of 30, a touchdown and INT here. A solid day on the ground from Damon Harris, 14 for 58 and a touchdown there. Uh, Hunter Henry, 6 for 75 and a touchdown there. Um, and, you know, a, a solid performance here for Davis Mills. Uh, three touchdowns on the day, 21 of 29. Remember, he's a rookie here. Um, still couldn't get Brandon Cooks going with the three receptions, 23 yards. Actually, Chris Moore let him five receptions, 109 yards, and a touchdown there. And uh, Chris Conley, three for 84 and a touchdown there. So, look, Houston's going to struggle. They're one and four, but you have to be encouraged with the rookie quarterback looking pretty good there. Uh, New England is still trying to figure things out. I think Mac Jones is probably going to be the answer there. I think he's looking uh, better as weeks progress. And I think it's a situation for both of these teams as they get better uh, talent, I think, to go on the offensive side of the ball. You're going to start to see uh, a huge change as far as the winning column is concerned. Next up, the Chicago Bears versus the Las Vegas Raiders here. Uh, a lot of controversy surrounding the Las Vegas Raiders here. And uh, if you've been watching football here as of late, especially the Monday night game that we'll talk about here, uh, you, you'll know that John Gruden is now out here. And this is a situation that is uh, just ugly, very, very ugly here. It looks like some emails have kind of surfaced here. Um, and it's it's just all bad. So you know, perhaps we'll talk about that in the next show here. But uh, yeah, I think the Raiders coming into this one, I think that a lot of people would suggest that that probably maybe played a factor into the game, um, you know, because the Raiders had been playing well, and I think that they just came out a bit flat in this one. Um, and, you know, I think Chicago, even though they put up 20 points, really struggled. Um, they're 3-2 and two here. This was Justin Fields' first start. Uh, he did have a touchdown. He was 12 of 20, 111 yards. Uh, the receiving core really struggled here. Uh, Derek Carr, 22 of 35. He did have an INT as well. Um, yeah, just not a lot of pluses here for the Raiders. This was a tough game here. And I'm curious to see what happens to this franchise moving forward. Um, you know, once again, John Gruden is out. He is four years into a 10-year deal. Uh, this was a very, very... Uh, it was an ugly breakup, man. Very ugly breakup. And, and again, we'll probably talk about this on the, the next show. Uh, next up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cleveland Browns here. One of the best games of the day here. Uh, went down to, I mean, the very, very final whistle here. 47 points put up by the Chargers to Cleveland's 42. Cleveland's 3-2. and two. Uh, The Chargers are 4-1, and one, and they are surging. Um, they're looking confident. They're looking like a team that basically they used to lose those close games. Now they are taking the bull by the horn and taking care of business. And suddenly they have unleashed Austin Eckler here. 17 of 66, two touchdowns on the day on the ground. Um, you know, he also had five receptions for 53 and a touchdown there. And then how about Mike Williams here? I mean, Mike Williams is just going ballistic here. 
eight receptions, 165 yards, and two touchdowns here. I mean, this guy is looking like maybe the most improved player of the year. I mean, he's looking great. And Justin Hubert, uh, 26 of 43, four touchdowns uh, on the day. He's looking like an elite quarterback every day here. On the other side of the ball, you have Baker Mayfield, 23 for 32, two touchdowns. Uh, Nick Chubb, 21 for 161, a touchdown for him. Kareem Hunt had two on 12 rushes for 61 yards here. And they still are not able to get the victory here. And I want to note that Odell Beckham only had two catches for 20 yards here. Um, kind of really struggling to kind of find his ground after coming back from the surgery. Next up here, Dallas 44 to New York's 20 here. Um, look, I like the Giants. I love their effort. I love how they hung in there. But this was all about Dallas. And this is probably a situation where it pains me to say this, uh, being a Washington fan, but this is probably the most complete Dallas football team that there has been in some years. And I'm talking about, yes, dating back to when Dak was actually a rookie here. I think the defense is better. Uh, I think there's a better supporting cast to go with Ezekiel Elliott now with, with Tony Pollard. Um, they have a, a spell back. And then they've multiplied the efforts with the wide receivers and the tight ends here. Um, it's dangerous. I mean, they have CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, Amari Cooper, uh, Cedric Wilson. Uh, you have Ezekiel making plays out of there. Um, so many weapons on the outside here. And this is probably Ezekiel Elliott's best day um, so far, I think, in his comeback, really, after a, a tough year. Uh, 21 and 110 yards here. 21 attempts, 110 yards, and a touchdown for him. Um, looked very, very good. And Dak, three touchdowns, did have the INT, but looked very, very good here. On the other side of the ball, I, I mean, there's not a whole bunch to look forward here to. The Giants do have their rookie, um, Cordelius, Tony, 10 receptions, 189 yards here, but um, everything else was a struggle. I, I mean, they lost Saquon in the game. They lost others in the game. They lost Daniel Jones in this game. Um, it's tough. It's tough to win in the NFL when you continue to lose players at the rate that the Giants have lost it at. And it's tough. And I'm hoping that Coach Judge is able to see this through um, because I think he's instilled a lot of discipline into this crew. And I think that they're building. Uh, they're just not quite there yet because they continue to get injured here. Um, but, you know, meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, you look at Dallas, they look phenomenal. Um, this is something that I predicted here that they're going to be the top of the NFC East and they're taking care of business certainly right now. I think they're heads and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, next up, we have the Cardinals taking care of business against the 49ers, 17-10. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL at 5-0. San Francisco, 2-3. Trey Lance comes out of this with a sprained knee. Did have 16 rushes for 89 yards, 15 for 29, and an INT here. Um, and not too many statistical things coming out of this game, except for the fact that um, the Arizona Cardinals get a gutsy win um, at home. And Trey Lance looked like a starter in this league. I know he's a rookie. I know he struggled. But I love how he handled himself and an adverse situation here. So 
Um, a tough one for the, the 49ers to lose here, but I think they're still very much in the division. Uh, they do have a bye week, and it's going to be t- going to be between Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo uh, when they come out of the break. Next up, you have the Buffalo Bills versus the uh, Kansas City Chiefs here. 38-20, to 20, uh, taking care of business are the Buffalo Bills here. 4-1 uh, and one now, and Kansas City 2-3 and three here. I think the big story in this one is that Kansas City has had the Buffalo Bills number lately, right? And it's not like offensively Kansas City has changed. That hasn't happened. The one thing that has changed to me personally in looking at this is that Kansas City's defense has gotten a lot worse to me. And I know it wasn't anything to write home about, but at the very least, Kansas City was able to get stops when they needed to. And they're not able to stop much of anything. And on top of that, they lose Clyde Edwards-Olaire to a horrible knee sprain. I mean, that looked terrible. Uh, He had to be carried off. Um, You know, you have the interceptions from Patrick Mahomes. He threw it 54 times, only 272, two INTs here. Uh, And on the flip side of this, Josh Allen, 15-26, three touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown. Uh, you have Dawson Knox, who's emerging as an elite tight end now. I think he's tied for top in the league uh, with another touchdown. And he three receptions for 117 yards, led the receiving core. So very balanced football. They played complimentary football. And the Bills look scary. They look really scary. Um, I think they're not afraid here when they come into Arrowhead and take care of business against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't want to say this is a changing of the guard, but... I, I really, really like the Bills moving forward. I mean, I think this is Josh Allen's uh, year. I think he's taken right off from where he left off last year. Uh, he has the swagger and the confidence, and, and I think the Bills are going to be a problem here in the AFC. Um, and then lastly, we'll talk a little bit here about the Monday Night Football game here. It is in the third quarter. It's 7-16 left here. Uh, Baltimore first and goal at the Indianapolis one here. Right now, the Colts are up 16-3 here. Um, this was quite a surprise for me. I, I mean, the Colts have been struggling. They come in there 1-3 here. But give Carson Wentz some credit here. He has two touchdowns on the day here. Uh, looking to be one of his best performances here um, in quite some time. You know, and this is dating back to the Eagles. Um, looking really good, 16 of 23, two touchdowns. He's got a 136 quarterback rating here at this point. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, two receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown for him. Um, you know, so they're they're looking like this offense is looking a lot like what Frank Wright and those guys used to run when when Carson Wentz was with the Eagles. Um, and when they start to get to that type of football, they're very hard to stop because they're playing complimentary football from, um, they're, they're running the ball well, they're getting good play actions here, they're getting your safeties to come up, they're really attacking you and making you think twice before you start to blitz them. Um, and on the other side of the ball here, a slow start for Lamar Jackson, uh, 15 of 19, only 176 yards, he has 42 yards on the ground, uh, Mark and. Andrews, I knew he was going to have the, the, the five receptions for 60 yards. I think he's going to have a lot more here. But, um, you know, I just think that they're on the field right now too much. You know, and looking at this thing right now, I think when you look at the time of possession and you look at the team comparison here, the Colts are eating up a lot of clock and they are keeping Lamar Jackson off the field. Um, and by doing so, 
it's hurting Baltimore because they're wearing out defensively, but they're also not able to put um, their field general out there to generate some points here. So that is definitely hurting them here and as far as the time of possession here. Um, so, you know, Baltimore has to do a better job in pushing that back into their favor here uh, because the Colts are kind of just salting the game away and, and running the clock here. Um, so essentially, I mean, that's it for week five here in the NFL here. Um, you know, and looking at some of the NBA news here, I'm going to shift forward here and look at some of this preseason action here. I want to briefly talk about the Chicago Bulls and how good they have looked here. Listen, it, for the Bulls fans out there, I think you have got to get excited here. Um, you know, this is a situation here where this team has generated two 20-point blowout victories here. Um, you know, and it looks like they just signed Leangelo Ball here to the G League deal here. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is big for Chicago. You know, I, I think that this is a situation here where I really like Chicago. I like their direction here. Um, I think this whole Levine, um, DeRozan and Ball situation are going to work out here. Um, I really feel like that these guys have got the talent here. Um, and we'll see if they're able to pick up a veteran here at the mid-level exception here. But how about the play that they're getting from Alex Caruso out here? Um, these guys are looking great. They're looking really, really good. And the fact that they're only giving up 90 points right now per game. I know it's preseason. Um, I know we haven't reached the season just yet. But if you can play defense at a clip like that and continue to score at the level that they're able to score here and be balanced at it. I think Chicago is going to be super, super dangerous, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in some shows to come here. Uh, the next story I want to kind of shift into is um, we want to talk a little bit here about the Lakers. Um, are the Lakers more pretender than contenders right now? Right now, it's hard for me to say that they are contenders. Um, you know, I looked at this game here yesterday. I know they didn't have LeBron James here. Um, it's just announced that they're going to be without uh, Horton Tucker here, who's going to have some surgery for a ligament here. Um, this is tough. This is a tough situation. I mean, because it, it's just so many pieces out there that I'm just not sure that they're they're going to blend well together. Um, you know, there's still a huge question mark with Anthony Davis and his health. Um, you know, you have DeAndre Jordan out there, and at this point in his career, I don't see too many lob players out there. Um, you know, although you're anticipating and you're hoping that Russell Westbrook is able to attack um, the paint the way he is and maybe give him some opportunities here. Um, aside from that, man, it's just, it's feast or famine here. I mean, I think Carmelo Anthony has probably looked the best here in the preseason, uh, other than that, I mean, I just think that they've just looked uh, not so good here. And I think it's going to be a tough season here. Um, I've already said before, I think this is a situation here where the Lakers have gotten older. Okay. And with age, there's these injuries. And so if they have some of their main pieces, which are forced to miss time, um, I think it's going to be just too much for the Lakers to overcome, much like last year. Um, so at this point in time, you know, and this is just according to an article I'm looking at, 
I have to put them into the pretender standpoint. Uh, I don't completely write them off. I know it's the preseason. I know a lot can happen here in the season. People catch rhythm, continuity, and all that stuff like that. But I just think it's going to be a tough uphill battle here um, in the Western Conference for the Lakers here. So, um, And then lastly, I want to talk about the Ben Simmons drama. I know we talked about it a little bit here last show. Now it's reported that he's actually on the mend here and will make it back to Philadelphia here at some point here. So, you know, in this situation here, um, I'm not sure if Ben Simmons is going to finish the season. Um, I think that at this point, it probably is going to be best for him to come back And then try to go ahead and increase his trade value. If he's able to increase his trade value, maybe he's able to get some leverage and kind of be able to get to some of the places that he wants to go to. But I just think at this point, right now, there's no leverage. Um, The last game that he played was not very good. And uh, I understand the frustration, I get it. But, you know, for the demands that the Sixers want and then the demands that he wants, I just think that they're going to have to come down to just a mutual agreement here. So, um, and with that being said, I mean, really, that's the show for today. I just want to thank our listeners out there. I want to thank our platform, Anchor, and I want to thank the sponsors out there who put sponsorship on the show. Um, as we will be back here for another show, like I said, we will probably talk a little bit more um, about the situation that did happen here um, in Las Vegas. I think it's very saddening. And unfortunate, so we definitely want to talk about that. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit more here about the NBA here. I know that that is getting ready to start up here uh, on the 20th. I definitely want to talk some more fantasy stuff here too as well. Uh, definitely love to talk about the fantasy sports, whether it is the NBA or the NFL here. So without further ado, this is Rico uh, with Real Talk Sports. We'll be back for another show. Thanks a lot. <laughs>